Welcome to All Electric Conversations, where we talk with pioneers in traveling with electric vehicles. We're your hosts, Katie and Steve Krivolovic of the All Electric family. From road trips and towing to daily life, we'll hear stories of wanderlust and progress to inspire your own adventures with All Electric Conversations. Today we are here with Bruce, who is another person that we were fortunate enough to meet at the Charged Rally. And we were really interested in his story because his trailer was very unique, which is really awesome. So we can't wait to have him tell us more about that. So Bruce, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and just a little bit about your story. Well, I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. I've lived here about 35 years now. It's a wonderful place to live, um, full of interesting thinkers that they'll they, they always keep you a little off balance so you like to think about things in different ways um i uh i'm a, my, my dad was a very do-it-yourself guy and he was an airline pilot and he sort of instilled in me the idea that you shouldn't be afraid of tools you should be willing to try things he had a shop when i was a kid and while i never like cut my hand off in the bandsaw it was a possibility because he, he was not going to say you can't use that you can use that with you know with permission and and supervision um, so basically I pretty much personal, just go ahead and try something. And, and, you know, when I was a kid, and I don't know about you guys, when I was a kid, there wasn't Menards, there wasn't, there wasn't Home Depot, there wasn't Lowe's. The availability of all this stuff now is so great that, um, gives you the opportunity that if you have the space, which is a huge problem, um, you can make things. And, uh, I'm a very big fan of the maker movement. Um, uh, I read make magazine every month. Um, Adam Savage is a big, uh, I, I admire Adam Savage a lot. So uh, people in this, in the travel business, like you guys, people who have RVs are, are great folks, but I never really wanted to have an RV because it has a lot of side effects that you have to come along with it. Like if you have to store the thing, you have to insure the thing. I mean, they're very, it's like having another mortgage. Um, that never really appealed to me, but I did like the idea of building stuff. So if you uh, if you have the internet and if you're watching this, I'm guessing you probably do. You should probably go check out a site called tnttt.com. That stands for Teardrops and Tiny Travel Trailers.com, and they have about 20 different sections on there of different uh, building techniques. One of which is foamies, and you know the, the name there is not terribly descriptive, but what it does is what they're talking about is using this this material right here. This is two inch construction foam which, you know, you think about as putting in your walls and it keeps your house warm, which it does a fine job of. But the other thing is it was very, very stiff. I mean, I, can, I could probably crack this in half if I had to, but it's really, really stiff. And as such, it makes great wall material. And it's also, by the way, insulation. Um, so the, the, the basic technique for building a foamy is you build, you get a trailer. And a lot of people go to Harbor Freight and get their four by eight trailers. If you're making just a foam, just making a, a teardrop, you don't need a very big platform. You get their four by eight um, uh Harbor Freight um, trailer. You put down a uh, plywood um, floor, which you should waterproof. They have a, a stuff called the mix that they uh, is basically urethane and uh, turpentine mixed together. And you put a whole bunch of coats of that on the floors, so it becomes waterproof. And then you build walls out of out of foam. It is coated on one side with glue and craft paper, and on the other side with um, canvas and glue. I used um, Harbor Freight or Menards uh, painting tarps to put the thing together. It doesn't make the prettiest uh, um, finish necessarily. It's definitely got a pebble to it, and it's got seams here and there. But um, if you, the more time you want to put into it, the nicer you can make it look. That said, uh, I have I've built two of these now. One of the sayings on the uh, foamy board on TNTTT is, "Your first one is never your last one." And you know, I thought, "Oh, sure." But they're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Because yeah, you, yeah. you, you write, and you, how many RVs have you had? I mean, oh, yeah. you find, you find things you want that you don't have. Um, and in my case, yeah. it wasn't a lot. I mean, the thing, my, uh, you'll see the pictures of my first one. I have sent you pictures of my first and my second one. Yeah. The first one was pretty small. I mean, my garage is only six foot six high, so I can't build a huge one. So I built one that fits in my garage and it was called what they call it a crouchy. You can't stand up in it. You can just crouch in it, which is better than a better than a teardrop, honestly, because a lot of people who had teardrops that I, I talked to would say, well, you know, I can't even put my pants on the teardrop because I can't sit up and go like this. Yeah. And that I never even thought about that when I was building this thing. I was basically worried about the height of my ceiling and how do you how do you put the foam <laughs> together to make big walls? Um, yeah. 
uh, anyway, the the first one was good and functional, and um, I had gotten an aluminum trailer made uh, custom for me by a guy in town here. But he made it out of um, aluminum angle iron, aluminum angle, 90 degree angle. And it was pretty good. It was very light. It was only like 250 pounds, um, all told. But the problem is that I got a crack in the in the frame right over the axle. And that was, and he tried, he tried to fix it once and it wasn't going to be fixed. He just underbuilt it. So I, I, I took, you know, towing a, uh, towing a trailer with an RV is kind of unusual as you guys might know. Um, several years ago, we have, we have electric car shows every year here in Madison where, you know, they have them everywhere now, but we were way ahead of the curve. And, um, I offered to take campy behind my model X to the, to the show. And everybody was like, you can do that. (laughs) <laughs> and i said yeah you really can um you, you have to make trade-offs here and there and now obviously you guys have totally ignored the trade-offs congratulations um <laughs> yes we have <laughs> but anyway where i was going where rambled away from here was uh the things that were missing in the first version was the ability to stand up and also uh, a bathroom um yeah. I, we are my wife and i are uh you know, we have, I've crested 60. My wife is not, not far away. And, you know, people realize that you generally might have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the, day, middle of the night. And mm-hmm. campgrounds are lovely places, but you don't want to be winding around to go to the bathroom at two in the morning. It's just not that much yeah. fun. So, uh, so campy version two, by the way, the, 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 the I should probably mention the campy camper's name is campy McCampface. Um, <laughs> after, after Bodie McBoatface. Um, version two, Campy two, um, had to be larger, had to be taller. It had to be use the entire length of the of the the um, frame that I had built for it. Had, had frame number two was actually a little bit longer, and I I had the guy put a shelf on the back of it, which in, in retrospect was just useless. And I ended up building the camper longer to cover the back end of the frame, um, and also all the way I, I extended it out to the very front of the um, of the uh, tongue. And the front section, the little triangle section there, makes a good place to park a cassette toilet, which is something yeah. I will do this summer. I have not done it yet, but I will do it this summer. Um, the build, the building is. People say, "Do you have plans?" And I said, "No, I never had plans." I would. You, you I mean you buy the foam? You go to Menards, you buy six or seven sheets of foam, and you lay out your floor plan, and you you you. You know, you think about what you're doing, but I've never, I almost never drew a line on a piece of paper, which is not the smartest way to play this game, but it, it works. It's okay. Um, <laughs> well, well, I mean, honestly, I, I can follow plans. I, I just don't draw them. Um, so anyway, uh, I decided we had to get bigger. And my mother-in-law, luckily enough, had built a, she lives north of here in Fond du Lac, and she had built a, a, a garage that was bigger than mine that I could build and think taller. I can't, now, Campy 2 can't get into my garage, which is kind of a problem in the summer times. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we went, I took, uh, took uh, my old Campy, and if you, I should send you the video of me cutting it apart because it exists. I have a high-speed high speed video of me cutting it, to, cutting it apart. Uh, yeah, um, you should I will, I will, I will dig that out someplace. Uh, I took it up to Fond du Lac. I put it in the garage. I stared at it for a long, long time thinking, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? And finally I said, okay, let's do it. I took all the, took the, the all the windows and doors and hatches out because they're going to reuse them. All recycled stuff. Um, took out the air conditioner, which was a, a design of mine that was pitifully terrible. It didn't work very well at all. Um, and then I got, it, got my Sawzall, slapped a battery on it, went, mm, 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 mm. and literally in 20 minutes, I had taken the thing down to the frame. Um, now, t- that sounds like, when I say that, it sounds like, wow, that's pretty weak stuff. That's, it can't be very strong. Foamies, when they're glued together and they have a, a lining on the inside and canvas on the outside, are a very monocoque frame, and they're very, very stiff. I've seen video, although I've never been brave enough to do it myself, of people taking cinder blocks and throwing them at them and then just bounce off of the deck. Um, nice. and, and, you know, for something that I have very little money invested in, that's a pretty good deal. Um, yeah. the, the other thing I was trying to go for with the new version of Campy was more aerodynamics. And um, uh, I think I failed miserably. But uh, it, as, you, as you guys demonstrate with your towing videos all the time, I mean, I can, I'm a Model X with a 100 kilowatt hour battery. I can probably 
I think you could safely go 125 miles at highway speeds. Yeah. Eh, well, in, in a Tesla, it's good. For you guys, when you're looking for CCS chargers, that's not so good yet. But on the other hand, I figure in two yeah. years, that'll be fixed. It'll be, there'll be so many EVs out there that it'll be fixed. I think so. So anyway, I'm in the garage. I, yeah. Yeah, so I imagine, like, through your uh, looking at this website, you found certain designs that you liked or certain things oh, yeah. that you like. And so um, I'd imagine you came up with something uh, from there. Would you say that? Um, not really. Or I you mean, just went for it. The first, like, the f- how much will it fit in my garage? <laughs> well, that was that was literally the defining factor. I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go anywhere to build this thing, and I only had the garage that I had. Um, I wasn't going to dig the floor of the garage lower to make it taller, although I've seen people do that. Um, wow. Yeah, that was really the really the defining factor was what I had to work okay. with, and and um, I tell people I tell people this about the Model X all the time. People say. Wow, what cool back doors. And I will say, they are the dumbest things ever bolted to a car. Why? Well, my garage is six foot six and I can't open them in my garage. And you know, I get I get why they did it in the first place. I get that Alan had kids and all this stuff and he wanted to be able to get in and out and do the car seat thing. But that's mm-hmm. there's a lot of hardware and a lot of electronics and a lot of stuff that could easily go wrong just to replace four hinges. You know? Yeah. So anyway, back to Cabby. Um, I'm up in Fond du Lac. I chopped the thing down to the frame. I cut the frame off. I cut the plywood off the frame. Uh, one mistake I had made in Campy number one was that I only used like half-inch uh, ply for the floor. It was a little spongy. So I used three-quarter-inch ply this time around, and I spent a couple of weeks. I laid it out. I figured out what, what the taper was supposed to be at the front. Then I took it all off, and I painted it with the mix. I put two or three or four coats of, of the mix on there to waterproof it. I hope it works well. Um, it haven't had, I've had, have, to be fair, I never had any problem with rot on the first one. And I don't think I'll have any problem with this. One. Um, then I started putting, putting, uh, walls. I, I would take a piece of foam and put it up and look at it for a while and put it over here and look at it for a while. And I also put a taper on the back, you know, the trailer tails you see on trailers. Those are there for a reason because one of the things that really ruins your, uh, ruins your gas mileage or your electric, your, your, or increases your electrical usage on a car is the fact that behind a flat space on a, on a trailer, there's a huge vacuum bubble that really pulls you back intensely. And that's the reason they have trailer tails is because it makes more of a taper and makes the air go like this, as opposed to just yanking on you. I, I tapered the back of mine and I stared at that for a very, very long time. So it has a, it has a sideways taper and it has a top taper. And um, this is where not doing plans tends to bite you in the ass because um I got this thing all put together, but I didn't really measure the angles because when you think about it, the, the roof angle ha- has, it's very precise in here. And I was just winging it. I mean, and here's one thing that you'll learn if you try this out is that trying to run a four by eight sheet of foam through a table saw by yourself is an astonishing rustling match. It just, it's just, uh, it, and foam, foam binds up a fa- uh, saw like you wouldn't believe. I mean, you think this stuff is just soft and it is until it decides it's not. Um, so anyway, the, 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 the worst part about the whole thing is that the, the back angle on my roof was not precise. I figured I'll just fill it up with foam and and glue it over. It leaked pretty badly. So I ended up actually redoing it. Um, that said, I, uh, I put the thing together piece by piece. I built the front part. I built the side walls. I built the back walls and the, the roof, because this one is wider than the original campy, it actually has an eight by eight, um, roof span that I put, um, oak stringers inside to make it stiff, and it really was near, not nearly enough. I think eight feet is probably farther than you should stretch this stuff. Um, that said, uh, myself and a friend could pick it up and put it on top of the camper and put the glue on and stick. Uh, that's the other thing is that the the primary functional um, tools for building a foamy are obviously the foam. Uh, glue, two different kinds of glues. One is tight bond three, which is using for put fabric on it. And the other is gorilla glue, which if you want to put foam on wood, ugh, there's nothing better. And, 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 and the other thing is that you squirt a little water on it, it gets foamy and fills in gaps, which is kind of nice. Um, so yeah, we glued all this stuff together, uh, stared at it for a while. And, and because by the way, the roof was so large, I had to actually cover it with a canvas before I put it on, which made for another interesting uh, wrestling match. Um, so, I mean, I could, I could go on and on and on and on. I know I guess this is going to get old, but 
Um, I'll tell you the one big mistake I made was that when I put the my frame up on the on the jack so it wouldn't roll around, I took the wheels off, and I measured around the 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 wheels. Unlike the first Campy, where the wheels were outside and had fenders, this one this one has has the wheels inside, <clears throat> and I totally underestimated the size of the space I would need for the wheels to ride in there when the suspension goes like this. And I had really shorted the front edge of the thing. And, and, and as I said before, I'm in television production. And one of the jobs I have these days is doing video screens for a, a um, symphony orchestra in Madison that does uh, concerts on the square at the state capitol six, six weeks a year. And, I, and when I go to bring, bring the finished, the finished, they're never finished finished campy down to Madison so I can do the, do these shows out of it. Cause it's also not just a camper. It's also a television control truck. I'm driving down the highway and I'm hearing no, this can't be good. And I realized after a while that it was the tires catching on the edge of the front edge of the um, wheel well area. And I spent a long time underneath campy with a sawzall chopping away at parts of it to make the wheel fit better. So, Hey kids measure things. Um, that said, uh, it's, as you guys saw, it's, it's basically a tent. You don't have to pitch or, or tear down when it's wet. Um, it's, it's pretty functional. We have a TV set in there. We have a a air conditioner. I'm going to eventually have, I think have a uh, convection microwave. Um, eventually it'll be a cassette toilet. Um, but it's basically two beds that are laid out in this configuration, I guess. And, um, it's room for room for me and my wife and uh, the dogs can sleep on the floor if you can keep them on the floor. Um, and look, I, it's, it's more of an aspirational camper than it isn't actually a camper because with Campy one, I built it because I wanted to go out and go camping, but time, you know, life just gets in the middle of it. And the, long, the farthest I ever towed it was to Missouri to see the, uh, the solar eclipse was what was what five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the frame had not cracked by then, I don't think, um, but we got back. Um, it's, I, I, what, with the advent of electric cars, I always told myself that my retirement was going to be getting a trailer, hooking it up to the thing, driving from supercharger to campground, charging at the campground, driving the next supercharger to the next campground. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of time. I, it was probably nine years when I thought about that, and I haven't retired yet. So, Although <laughs> Jan- January 1st is my retirement date. Theoretically, uh, we're, we're, we're shooting. <laughs> haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Plenty of things can go sideways between here and there. Anyway, yeah. that was a long way to say. Uh, if you feel like you have a, any DIY in you at all, and you can buy things off eBay, I highly recommend building your own camper. If you don't, if you don't need an airstream, if you, all you want is the tent, you don't have to pitch. It's an absolutely doable concept, and tnttt.com is the place to start. And I have no financial interest in that. It's just. It's just where I happened to stumble on the information that I needed. Yeah. And it seems like it's really forgiving. So once you do start, if you do make mistakes that you can, you know, work your way around them and, and fix them. That is the word. Know. That is the word I forgot to say. Foam is the most forgiving um, um, building medium because, right, if you, I mean, on Campy One, I cut the back window holes too big. So I just took the part I cut out, glued it back in there, and then cut it back again. The, the proper, proper, um, um, contour uh it's sort of it's sort of it's a it's a form it's a a building um material that sort of encourages you just to sit and stare at it for a while and say yeah would that work i don't know Uh, you know i i i may complain about it but yeah it's it it appeals to me the 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 idea that and you know it's not just me almost anybody could do this if you just have if you have the space the space is a big deal um, yeah. but if the t- if you, if you're, if you're re- relatively patient, if you're not in a hurry, one of the reasons why I, um, brought Campy down here, Campy 2 down here last summer was because I was, a, I actually was up against a deadline. I had to be ready for the concerts on the square and it wasn't, I mean, I didn't have an interior in it by then. It's funny because people would come by and want to see me directing the show and they'd be saying, what is this thing? I mean, cause there, there, there weren't any wall, there weren't any, it wasn't any wall finish in it or anything. Um, yeah. it was just yeah. in, in the ceiling. I, I used, um, uh, stick on ceiling tiles, uh, you get on Amazon, which I highly recommend to, for the roof, for the roof and the top of the walls. And then it was like, the roof was like a third done. And it was like, 
about as janky as you can get. But it's, but now that we've gotten that much finished, the other, by the way, the other miracle um, um, building material is two by two uh, pine boards. You can build frames out of that so easily. Half half of Campy is two by twos, and the other half is the other half is uh, foam, basically. So um, yeah, if you ha- if you have the space and you have the desire, it's absolutely doable. And, and honestly, I think I paid three thousand bucks for the for the frame and the um, I have a, a suspension is actually it doesn't have an axle. Both wheels are on separate separate uh, separate suspensions, which helps with the um, the uh, ground clearance. Although even at this point, it doesn't have much ground clearance. I built it that way on purpose because. I didn't understand why people would want to climb a ladder to get into their RVs. Yeah. You know the answer yeah. to that? <laughs> I, I don't quite get it. Um, and also, also, I thought it would help with the aerodynamics of keeping it behind yeah. a Tesla. Um, the people on the various uh, RV and Tesla boards call me a fool because, you know, well, you got to keep it below the roof line. It's like, <laughs> makes for a very short camper. It does. Um, yeah. It does. A lot of people are into the the whole high low thing where the ceiling the roof can go up and down like this, and that's awfully mechanical and took would take a lot more design than I was willing to put into it. Um, the yeah, door, the door, the door in particular is the is the is, yeah. the, is, the, is a, an issue. That said, I, I like I say I have maybe five six thousand bucks in this. Um, I bought all my windows and my door off eBay. Uh, I got I bought a air conditioner. Uh, at Best Buy, I think, or no, Costco, hmm. and just just uh, just lucky enough that the the air conditioner fits through the port that I already had right. by this much. Um, and I mean, basically, all the rest of the parts are from Ace Hardware and Menards, and and you got to be willing to to experiment. You got to be willing to to uh, take a flyer every now and again, but. The rewards are great, and you know, while it's not a lovely airstream like yours, uh, I, I I do envy that in some ways. I I I don't have a jillion dollars invested in it, and, and, but by the same token, yeah. I don't have to haul around four kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I was I was surprised when I walked in how roomy it was and how much space you guys did have in there. I I remember you know looking at it and thinking it was going to be more like a teardrop type, yeah. you know, just a taller teardrop. And then, you know, you walk in and you're like, oh, wow, there's plenty of space in here. So it was, yeah. uh, and, you know, you have the pride and that you, you put it together yeah. and all that stuff too, which, you know, we just. That cuts both ways. <laughs> yeah. that, cut, that cuts both ways. True. True. Uh, I mean, honestly, I look at some of the, some of the, the commercial um, um, campers out there and really scratch my head, like the tabs, which are really overinflated teardrops. And it's like, why do you have the taper down like this when you lose all of that space back there? On the other hand, it's more aerodynamic. I'll give them that. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but the idea of just cutting off the back like this, you know, they don't even have a kitchen back there, which is what you do with a normal teardrop. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't quite go there. I, and the other thing is I want to be able to haul my bikes behind the thing. So I, the idea of putting a, putting a bike rack behind this is just kind of senseless. And, and once again, it would take a yeah. fairly good aerodynamic situation and turn as bad as it could possibly be. It's like towing a parachute. Yeah. So if somebody wants to build their own teardrop or camper, what advice would you give them outside of uh, going to this website and you know, cruising that for a while. Is there one thing that you learned that you wish you would have known before? Um, not really. I mean, if you have the if you have the uh, desire and 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 it's not a question of ability in this case because once again, as you pointed out, Katie, this is totally totally foam is totally forgiving. You can screw it up six ways to Sunday, and you can just. Worst case scenario, you chop it out and you put a new piece of foam in there. And you know this stuff is not as cheap as it used to be. When I built the first one, I think this uh, a four by eight of two inch was thirteen bucks. Now it's closer to thirty, but still, that's 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 not that expensive. And it's not, honestly, to be fair, it's not the only way to build something like this. Foamies are great, but you can buy stress skin uh, wall panels that are this thick. It'll do roughly the same job. They're much more expensive. Okay. Um, I've seen people do, I've seen honeycomb panels that are super, super light that, that are, are, are very expensive. But, you know, if, if weight is your biggest thing, um, that's something to look into. But on the other hand, if weight is your biggest thing, foam is the way to go. Uh, and as I've learned the hard way, um, 
towing an RV is not about weight. It's a, even with the Tesla, it's not about weight. It's about it's about aerodynamics. It's all about mm-hmm. aerodynamics. And uh, um, so that's if you're that's that's one thing. If you want if you want to do this with an EV, think about your aerodynamics. Don't build a flat front box. Don't if you can help it. Don't build a flat back box because um, you're gonna you're gonna suffer. I mean. You know, in the Tesla world, people say, well, you can't pull a trailer into a supercharger. And it's like, yeah, you're right. You can't. <laughs> now, you guys have seen that. How many times have you unhooked your, unhooked your Airstream? Um, yep. <laughs> and, and there are designs out there that I've seen for new uh, supercharger setups where they have uh, supercharger posts in the middle of a parking lot. And and as, a, as an attempt to help the trailer people, by the same token, when you pull up to that thing, your trailer is still sticking out there 45 feet. Yeah. Um, we're... We're at the very, very front edge of this thing. Well, I take that back. We're yeah. at the very front edge. We're in the, the middle of the front edge. Um, <laughs> and things, I'll tell you, I've been driving electric cars since 2012. Uh, we've been 100% electric in our house for almost five years now with a, a, awesome. a Bolt and a Model X. Um, I've seen more change since COVID than, the, than I did in the previous nine years. Um, yeah. Because, first of all, I think people realize that Here's a chance to experiment where the where you know everybody's not everybody's basically sitting back and seeing what happens next. Um, there are still plenty of haters out there. I'm sure you probably figured that out. Um, oh yeah. But the thing is, people change, and and, and I said a million times to people <clears throat> about many different subjects. You don't change people; you change people's kids. My kids have never. Yeah. My kids have almost never driven. Well, I take it back. They're driving Priuses, but they they took their driver's tests in in a in a, in a Leaf. Mm-hmm. Ten, you know, eight years ago, uh, they, I think one of my daughters said this is the first time that the the uh, driving test person had ever seen an electric car, and uh, and they were like, "This really exists." Well, thank yeah, you, Nissan. Awesome. I, I wish Nissan had you know yeah. kept up the pace, but you know, there are plenty of other options now. Um, there are. And only the, by the way, one of the reasons why I, I have a Model X is that when I plan to retire and wander around the world. The Model X at the time was the only one, only car you could get, only electric car you could get with a with a trailer hitch. Um, yeah. That is now now quite changed. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and as far as EVs in general are concerned, I tell people that they're not for everybody quite yet. But the two determining factors are a if you can afford it, and two if you have a uh, if you have a garage. If you don't have a garage, it's tougher. Um, it if you but if you have a char- place to plug it in at night, you're absolutely golden. I um. I was in Minneapolis a while back and uh, driving out of town, I saw actually a EV charger on the side of the road in the city with four plugs stretched out over four parking spots. And it's like, how hard is this? I mean, yeah. no new technology needs to be invented to run a conduit underneath a sidewalk. You just have to have the will. And um, yeah. it's, get, it's getting there. Um, it is. Why I'm rambling yet again. Where did we start here? <laughs> should, should you do it? Sure. Absolutely, yes. Uh, yeah. Your number, your your resources are are TNTTT and eBay, and there are plenty of places in them. Well, you know they build all the RVs in America in South Bend, Indiana, and that neighborhood in in Michigan, just north of there. There are places there you can go buy where they have surplus stores, basically for RV parts, where you can go get mm-hmm. stuff, all sorts all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and just 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 be a, don't be afraid to try things. And one of the problems with this foam, by the way this phone is that it happens to be two inches wide which makes it very stiff and very stable but it also tells the windows and the doors you buy are not designed for two inch walls you have to figure out some way to some way to bridge that gap which is basically long bolts and 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 wooden reinforcement and stuff like that um but once again once you figure it out you'll say duh yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this: in the miles that I have towed my various my two campies, nothing has ever fallen mm-hmm. off of them. So I, I'm calling that there a win. Well, <laughs> have, uh, so have you? Uh, how did you determine your uh, trailer? Like underneath, like your, you know, you said you have, uh, you don't have an axle, and so I don't have an how axle. did you determine that? Uh, the, in the internet, basically. Well, yeah. I, I, like I said, the the one I the one I have, the first one I had was custom built, and I knew I wanted to be wider than four feet because my, my wife and I went and looked at a bunch of of teardrops um, before we got into this, and we both basically realized that you know 
we like each other just fine, but that's a tiny little space. And, and yeah. I mean, you know, I want a little more stretch out room. Um, and you have dogs, right? Well, we have two dogs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, the, um, yeah, that, that is a consideration. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I specifically had to have a larger trailer than just a four by eight. I'll tell you, I keep telling telling people to go buy the Harbor Freight four by eight trailers. That's not the only place to go. And they've got some issues with tires and stuff and some bearings. So I wouldn't necessarily go there absolutely first. So anyway, I got a fi- I found a guy in town here who was a, a welder, and I said, "Here's what I want." He said, "No problem." And uh, I think the first, I think I paid twelve hundred bucks for the first one, and 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 I bought the suspension myself. Actually, I went to uh, it's a it's a Timbrin Timbrin, and they're out of Canada. They make all sorts of different suspensions. Um, and I just liked the fact that it was low to the ground because, once again, I thought that it was going to be the aerodynamic, yeah. you know, the key to the whole thing. Um, if you, You'll see a picture. I have a picture of the first one that I sent you where it has a flat face, but it's tapered this way. And I thought, that's going to be the fix. And I was absolutely wrong about that. I mean, people people will tell you. I mean, since, since I've been complaining about this on the Facebook uh, uh, camper boards and the Tesla boards, people are like, you didn't put nice soft curves in it and you know honestly i know a guy who built a airstream out of foam using the airstream profile Mm -hmm. but it was a ton of work tons and tons of work i mean there are ways to curve this stuff where you can actually make any curve you want but it's a ton of work and 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 as far as campy 2 was concerned while i wanted wanted it to be better i still had still had a deadline um yeah you know, I mean, that's the thing that a lot of people get stuck into and you see, they call them backyard builds where people work on it for two years and then just stuff in the backyard because they're tired of it. Um, <laughs> have, having too many, like too me. many, well, really, tell me all about it. Um, <laughs> having a vision and not wanting the, the, the Mona Lisa is probably important. I mean, you just don't want to, I love, I love your Airstream. I don't want an Airstream. Um, I want to, I want to, I want a, a functional tent that, that is warm and, and, uh, you know, we, we, when we took it down to the, to the charge rally, we brought along a little heater for this thing and it was cold. Yeah. It was cold those days, but we had this thing barely cracked on and we were hotter than hell in there because the thing is made of insulation. It's not only insulation, yeah. this direction, it's insulation, yeah. this direction too. Yeah. Um, it holds heat in really, really well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I once again, into the teens, I think, and yeah, something like night that when we were down there, yeah. yeah. All you southerners walking around and uh, walking around in puffy jackets was pretty fun to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're wearing shorts, you know. Um, <clears throat> no, the wind was the tough part. The the, the yeah, cold yeah, wasn't so bad. The wind was yeah. tough. Um, so uh, what was the question again? <laughs> we were talking about uh, uh, the trailer. So you, oh yeah. I just was. So if you get one with an axle i'm assuming mm-hmm. that's where you like a person i'm thinking through this i don't know if this is 100 percent true but if you get one with an axle i'm assuming that can have more weight on it so you're looking to do more stuff is that accurate actually in, in my in my situation the limiting factor is the tires uh, my tires are really kind of small. They're like little donuts rolling around. Okay. And somebody pointed out that, you know, they, they have weight limits, you know, and I looked on the thing and they're, they're rated for, for 1500 pounds and 60 miles an hour. I, okay. In my situation, that's pretty much perfect because I don't, I have, I, I took Campy two to a, to a scale and put it on there and it told me it had, it weighed 1750 pounds. But I know it doesn't because you know how the scales are all in different sections, and there, I was parked only on the front section, on the back, in the middle section. And the front section said 250, and the middle section said 1500. So obviously, the thing weighs about 1500 pounds. Now, that, yeah. the other thing I don't have on there is brakes, um, and I don't particularly worry about that so much with the Tesla because the regen is so good, the regenerative braking mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah. I don't, don't, I wouldn't go much higher than that without brakes. And but once again, it's not like it used to be when my dad was towing a fifth wheel where you had the brake controller under the dashboard yeah. and you'd tap it with your finger um now it's all built into it can be all built into the brakes into the into the trailer itself um once again a limiting factor a a hurdle i didn't want to jump um and i don't feel bad about it right now i've never blown a tire Uh, i have a spare but i've never blown a tire let's keep it that way yes yeah and then how do you handle your electrical currently um you mean in terms of camping 
Yeah, so you say you had air conditioner. I'm assuming that doesn't. Oh, oh, run it's off. 120 volts. I mean, I have, I have, I should sort of brought it in here and show it to you. I have an anchor power pack. If the, the entire, the entire um, electrical, and on the previous campy, I actually had a, a, a Goal Zero power pack. It was a lead acid battery with another one hooked to it. I'm mean, honestly, how, it's, how, I, I see people do beautiful work on TNTTT with their electrical systems. It's like it's like they glisten. They're so beautifully designed, and there's fuses everywhere, and and, and that's great and all. I bought I bought the Goal Zero uh, for Campy One, and I bought the Anchor Power Packer Two, which has all that stuff built in. I have um I have two electrical plugs on the outside. One for my for when we're doing um television, and one is for my TV gear, and one is for the audio guy. Um, so I just take the, the input from that. I plug it right into the, I have a, I take the back. I have a split so that one side can go straight to the air conditioner and the other side goes to the anchor because the anchor could not give it 120 volts enough to run the air conditioner for very long. Um, but, but I leave all of the, all of the hard stuff to the, uh, to, to the anchor itself because I, I, while I can do electrical, I don't really want to go any farther than I have to. I'll keep it simple. And and yeah. and and once again, my my install of the air conditioner uh, in Campy One, part of the problem was the fact that I had to run an electrical outlet all the way over there, and, and it was just yeah. it was just not pretty. Um, yeah. And it, it didn't catch fire, but it was a lot of work, and we never got a lot of use out of it. So where? What kind of adventures have you been on? Where has have the the campies been? What's been kind of well, your favorite place you've been able to to take it? <laughs> basically, as I said, we are aspirational campers. We uh, we really want to go. We just don't get around to it. Um, the, the yeah. Missouri is the farthest we ever took Campy One. Um, sure. And it's funny because we got the two stories that are there is that we got the last spot in this campground, which was like a sand pit. And I thought, oh god, we're never getting out of here. Somehow we did. The other thing is, um, when the came time for the solar eclipse, the uh, it was beautiful, clear day that clouded over five minutes before the eclipse. Oh, no. Then twenty minutes afterwards, the clouds went away. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, that's the farthest we ever gone. I mean, I've hauled it around Wisconsin a little bit. We have campgrounds all around Madison. We did some test test camping in it with. Um, but once again, it's more of a question of time than desire. Uh, yeah. Um, aspirational camping. I think I just coined a phrase. Um, <laughs> Uh, but once, but, but my plan, my, I have all sorts of plans. Um, uh, like I said, when, when, when superchargers were much rarer than they were, for example, when there were none in North Dakota, uh, it was much of an, more of an adventure of find a, find a campground that, that you can plug into. And I, honestly, I got to tell you, I've been reading a little bit lately, especially with KOA people saying, well, you can't plug your car into here. That's going to overload our electric electricals. That's going to change things. That's and you know it's yeah. gonna. It, it'd be interesting to see whether it makes a different. It makes a delineation between campgrounds, the, the ones that are EV friendly and the ones that are not EV yeah. friendly. I yeah, hope we don't have to play KOA, that game. I know. I, I hope we don't either. In the KOA in um, Ogallala is the place that. Yeah, that and we, we couldn't. We it said on their website that, that you can charge your car there, but the chargers are all broken. So I I just wonder if they're. Uh, in a day with a bunch of people wanting to charge and so if you actually bought a campsite there would they let you we didn't we didn't look in no there, we didn't so. get further but it was I, but yeah you're right there if campgrounds choose to do that which seems a bit silly i the the right thing to do i think is just charge them for the extra power or charge everybody for whatever power that well they use, so. that's a slippery slope right there though I mean, you end up charging people a buck for a kilowatt. I mean, that's a kilowatt hour. That'd be bad. I have a friend in town here who is an electrical engineer. And, and, and (laughs) when these things become really common, people are going to start pulling this stuff. That's where, that's where the, the free market will come into play. A friend of mine in town here is an electrical engineer and, um, he also is an EV guy. He had actually had the first leaf in Wisconsin. Um, he, uh, he is of a mind that, and it's funny because you think about the the charge rally. All of us are plugged into their 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 pedestals all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, it was a huge campground with about twelve people there, um, yeah. and no and no working showers. By the way, I want to point that out. Um, <laughs> yes, they had shut them down. I think the day yeah, so, they rolled in. <laughs> see, this is where having a tiny little camper is a downside. So anyway, yeah. the, the point is that he makes the point that that. RVs in general do not have a, a full-time 80% load like 
like charging a car. And if everybody was doing that, you could easily overload their system. I get that. Um, but by the same token, I don't think in the future when this is more common, people are going to be able to, to tell people you just cannot do that here. I mean, I don't know. Not being an that's electrical engineer. I mean, those are th that's what electrical engineers think about, you know. So, like, I, I get that in theory, but, I mean, are you charging 100% of the time you're at the campground? That's my that's my well, question. if you have enough cars, if you have enough cars, just the rotational of, uh, you know, this guy's full, this guy's full. Yeah, I mean, it could be it could be quite a load over time. Charging, so oh, I hope so. I hope, uh, yeah. yeah. We charge for what, six hours and then we're done? We yeah. don't charge for the rest of the weekend until we have to leave? Uh, you know? Uh, like that, that, is, that is a very logical position you have to explain to this the uh, the uh, owner of the place who's just scared all the time that they're going to have to pay for an electrician. No, I was going yeah. back to your electrical engineer. Yeah. They always think about the extremes, and so they yeah. should be thinking about the extremes of their class A's. If you, you want to you learn about why people think about extremes, though, you should be hanging out on the uh, Chevy Bolt board that I'm on on Facebook where everybody's like, hey, well, we'll just plug it in right here. And then somebody says, well, no, you really won't. <laughs> I mean, I've got a 20 amp breaker in my box. Is that good enough? Not really. Anyway, we're getting we're getting a little far afield here. <laughs> right. The the uh, I could talk about EVs for the rest of my life because honestly, in 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 our lives and in the times of, the, of us, I, I saw something something the other day that the, the the year we're living in now is as far away from 1970 as 1920 was or something like that. That's pretty amazing when you think of the the progress between 1970 and now. Uh, assuming yeah. I've always said I've always said that. Technology will save us if we only let it. Um, and there are a whole bunch of people out there who just don't want this. And and I don't know how you help those people, uh, although many of them will die off soon. Um, a little, little, little cynical there, hey? Um, but no, the future has all the opportunity to be better if we just manage not to blow ourselves up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's incredible how how far it has come and and. I mean, even in the, the since we have gotten the the Rivian, which was in May, so it hasn't even been a year yet. Watching the number of EVs at the charging stations just, I mean, explode over the course of that time. Um, you know, when we first got the Rivian, we'd pull up to an EA station, and we were the only truck that was there, the only car that was there, and then. Now, you know, you've got your, you pull up and there's a Rivian and a Lightning and you're pulling up and, you know, it's just crazy how just in such a short period of time it's even taken off. So one of the great advantages we have in Madison is that our, our utility, Madison Gas and Electric, is a very, very small utility, but they are very progressive and they are willing to go stick their, stick their foot in it and do testing and, and try things out. One of the reasons why I thought it was worthwhile buying a Bolt when I did was the fact that in 19, in, excuse me, in 2012, when we got the Bolt, there were already about 30 level two chargers scattered around Madison that MG&E had put up. Um, they, and they, they have a bunch yeah. of, uh, they have some L3 charge points around, but the thing they did recently was right downtown in Madison, it, uh, they put a EV charging station in there, which has eight Tesla chargers over here and seven CCSs over here. And the CCSs, unfortunately, um, because of parts problems, were were didn't get they were installed one year and it took a year to get the parts to make them turn on. But within the last oh two gosh. months, they've turned it on and they are super popular. I was there the other day charging the Tesla, and there were four Teslas and four or five CCSs in there at the same time. Now, Madison's a pretty progressive place. And, and you know, honestly, I, I jokingly say that the uh, the Model Y is going to be the car of Madison before the end of the year, especially with, especially with the, the recent price cuts. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to ripple out across the country from the places that want to accept it to the places that are a little less enlightened. Is that a fair thing to yeah. say? Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. That's, that's a little bit of a value judgment. Um, but yeah, we have a, a utility that's very helpful. We have the utility next door, which is Iowa and other parts of Wisconsin, is not uh, in the same boat, sadly. <clears throat> but uh, somebody's got to go first. I said that about the Leaf way back when. People say, why, why do you want a car that only goes 80 miles? Somebody's got to go first. And yeah. this is, yeah. and, and I tell people the other thing that I tell people is that, except for when I rent a car or a truck to go someplace, I haven't bought a drop of gasoline in over five years, yeah. which is a blast. 
Yeah. 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 It's not my favorite thing to go to the gas station at no. all. Uh, I get, so. I get, I get, you know, I get the uh, Rice Krispie bars and Coke. That's about it. Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <clears throat> so, I mean, I, the, it's probably just a silly question to even ask, but I mean, in your, you know, having an EV and even towing a camper, have you run into any issues with charging with the Tesla? Um, have you, have you had any issues well, with that or any adventures there? <laughs> It's funny. I, it's, I, I totally blocked this out of my mind, and you reminded me of this now. One of the, the one of the farther places we've gone with Campy, it was Campy One, was the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Oh yeah. And for a very long time, there were no superchargers in that neighborhood. Um, so I'd rely on plug yeah. share and stuff like this. And, and the story goes, I I I, uh, I drove uh, took Campy to the supercharger in um, in Green Bay, and where we were going was a straight shot north. So I, I spent the time it took to fill the battery to 100%, hooked it up, and I saw that in the in, in a town about 60 miles north called Crivets, there was a, a Chevy dealer that had a level two charger. And I figured, what the hell? Let's go put a little more in there. The thing might have had three kilowatts in it, maybe. <laughs> I pull in there, park it in, say, say, hey, dude, can I plug in here for about an hour? Does it get a little more juice? And they say, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Now, oddly enough, so I plugged the thing in. Uh, the car's just sitting there. It's not, it's not running the air conditioning or anything. It's just sitting there. Um, oddly enough, that was the first time I ever sat in a Bolt. And that's, I ended up buying a Bolt after that. By the way, if you want to buy an expensive electric car, the Bolt's pretty good. Um, yeah. So anyway, we go, we kill an hour, and I come back, and the, the Tesla actually has less electricity than it is when it started. <laughs> this, their charger oh was just not having it. But what was your choice? I mean, that was the only L2 within 100 miles. Yeah. yeah. So, we, so we had to get to the campground. So we started going north, going north. And we're doing like 50. It's a two-lane road for starters. And, and, and people, in, people in Wisconsin love passing on two-lane roads. I do not get it. Yeah. Anyway, we finally get to Michigan. We get to the campsite, which is almost up on the North Shore. And, I, I mean, I'm getting there with like 5% left in the battery. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what are we going to do? I mean, where are you going to? Where do you find a tow truck that can handle a Tesla up here for starters? And then what do you do with the camper? We literally lived in. I think I got to the campsite with four or three percent. That was a, that was a, that was as we say in the business, sphincterific. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yeah. So um, so yeah. But now now they have three superchargers and soon several more in the Oop, oh, and wow. uh, we're going up there to go skiing pretty soon. Um, okay. The uh, it's it's all about it's all about the long the long vision. I mean, you gotta. Things were really really tough in 2012. Uh, just charging locally was tough yeah. in 2012. Um, now it's 11 years later. Um, superchargers are popping up like mushrooms, and I never expected that at all. I mean, it's funny that I never I never I, I remember there's a a, a shopping center up. Um, about five miles from here that has a high V in it and high V and Tesla have a relationship. There's no two ways around that because mm -hmm. we have two high V's in Madison. Now that both have superchargers. But anyway, this is before that happened. I had to go to, they also have a, a bike store there where I had to get something for my bike and I go over to park at the bike shop and I look over here and there's a bunch of guys installing superchargers. And I almost drove into a wall looking at this thing. I was like, Seriously? <laughs> in Madison, Madison, now we have five supercharger installations in Madison alone. Wow. And now we're getting oh, actually in Verona, which is right next door. We're getting another one this spring. Um, I never, I didn't have that vision where I thought that Tesla would, you know, just jump out to make this happen. But I think a lot of it has to do with the commercial side of the business too, where, where grocery stores in particular and, and, and realize that having somebody be in the building for an hour is actually a pretty good deal. So, yeah. and, and and totally aside from the from the travel aspect of it. Um, yeah, I mean, progress is progress is it's getting past the point where it's incremental. Actually, every time you turn around, you see something happen, which is yeah. nice. And, and honestly, I have to tell you, I, I really envy your Rivian. I um, I, I like my Model X just fine, uh, but there's a bunch of downsides to it. And um, if I could find a, if I could find a Rivian, I would might, might actually buy one because I, I the, the also the Ford F one fifty is an astonishing truck. Wouldn't yeah. fit in my garage, but it's an astonishing <laughs> truck. Um, yes. 
and it also, by the way, has the has the vehicle to grid uh, stuff that every car should have, um, or at least be able not to not to grid per se, but to save you. As I call my my bolt, I have a, a harness on my bolt that allows me to hook an inverter to it to power parts of my house in a, in a blackout, which oh, happened nice. last spring actually. But you, you the F one hundred and fifty is is a built in electricity lifeboat. Um, yeah. All you have to do is make sure it's full. Um, yeah. Once again, rambling. Nice vehicle should. Yeah. Yeah. They're both. So. They're both fantastic, and we we love both of them, and yeah. I think they're both important for the movement to move forward and mm-hmm. and all yeah. that as well. Yeah. Yeah. But we're right, we're hitting the end of our time, so. Yeah. But we really appreciate you sharing your story and and all about the foamy. Like I said, when we saw it at the charge rally, I was super impressed. Number one, that you had built it all by yourself, yeah. and number two, by the, the space and and all of that that had gone into it. So. Are you telling me you don't have tools at your house? Come on, you could do this. <laughs> we have tools, but you know, I can only imagine the helping hands coming in to oh, yeah. Mom, I well, put that yeah. on. <laughs> well, to be fair, I, my daughters are older than your kids considerably. But yeah. when I when when they were younger, they were very much in the business of what's dad up to? And you know, yes. I have a sailboat that my younger daughter and I refiberglassed all by ourselves. And, and that, <laughs> oh my that gosh. Was, uh, my my older daughter um surprises me constantly. She's a geologist. She, uh, I, I, I'm in my shop uh, about a year ago, and I'm just looking at these two boxes on my bench. Saying, what is that? And she goes, oh, that's a, that's a rosin-based 3D printer. Nice. <laughs> I'm telling nice. you, this thing is cool. And, oh, I, yeah. and she, my daughters are both into anime and, and cosplay. And holy cow, the stuff they come up with is astounding. And it, so it, it helps. In, in your case, you got these kids. I mean, it, it helps to nurture their imaginations in, in all sorts of different ways. And, and you know why? Why take why take the easy path? You know why take why no, you know, yeah. just buy everything? We don't know. Oh my God, I'm getting philosophical. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming on, and Thanks, can't wait to see more of your adventures. All right, see ya. You betcha. See ya. Thanks for listening. Find all of our show notes at allelectricfamily.com slash allelectricconversations. Be sure to connect with us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at All Electric Family. Find us on Twitter as All Electric Fam. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this story, please be sure to share it and hit that subscribe button. Leave a review and help inspire others to hit the road. Until next time, stay charged.